Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And today I'm going to talk about Journey to Bethlehem. This is a Christian musical about the nativity story. I saw this on Friday. This is Adam Anders' directorial debut. If you hear noises, there is some kind of traffic happening outside my house. There's nothing I can do about it. Again, I don't have soundproofing. So we're just going to roll with it. This stars Fiona, Paloma, Milo Mannheim, Lecrae, Mariah, Joel Smallbone. Joel Smallbone is um, him and his brother. I forget his brother's name, but they are in a Christian group called For King and Country. Lecrae is a Christian rapper. Milo Mannheim, I'm not familiar with his work. I recognize his face. He is from Zombies, I think, one, two, and three. I know at least two and three. So kind of a musical thing from Disney Channel. Now he's over here doing a Christian musical. I, I, I'm not going to keep you here super long. There, there, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about this per se. Um, I, I definitely have a lot of thoughts. I tried to have no expectations whatsoever going into this. I tried to kind of clear my head of my previous um opinions um preconceptions and thoughts and biases concerning christian films i think i've mentioned this before i expect nothing i expect the worst honestly from christian movies i expect it to be you know message heavy quality low that's what i expect this year it's been a bit different we're starting to see christian movies kind of come out of their shell a bit and start to be a little more real a little more raw and a little more honest i saw that in nefarious i saw that in um the blind about you know phil robertson from the duck dynasty family jesus revolution we're, we're starting to see christians really talk about christianity in a very realistic way it's not always you know smiley happy people and everybody looks blessed and highly favored christianity can be very messy it's a messy journey it's a rough journey and it's not always you know smiles and rainbows i'm not sure where to place journey to bethlehem so do i need to rehash the nativity story for y'all so this is about the birth of jesus this is you know christmas season and all that jazz so mary just for those who don't know mary is betrothed to joseph she finds out we assume because she was very young when this happened probably between 14 and 15 years of age she was probably not very happy about it who knows 
So she's betrothed to a man named Joseph. She's out by herself minding her business when she is visited by the angel whom we know to be Gabriel. Gabriel tells her, do not be afraid. You have found favor with the Lord. You will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus and he will save the people from his sin. He will be called the most high. He will be the son of the most high. And she's like, how can this be since I've been with no man? And she said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and so on and so forth. And he's like, even your cousin Elizabeth, um, is, you know, with child in her old age. We find out, I forget which book of the Bible is. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but we find out about her cousin, Elizabeth, who is, you know, past childbearing age. She has a uh, husband, Zechariah. Zechariah is a, you know, very important person in the temple where they live. And he is visited by an angel who tells him, your wife will give birth to a son. And he questions the ghost. Very different from the way Mary does it. There's a distinction, but we, that's, we don't have time for Bible study. And the Angel renders him mute until whenever, till the baby's born, pretty much. So Mary finds out about the, you know, her cousin. She finds out she's pregnant. She makes a decision to go and visit her cousin Elizabeth to kind of see for herself. She sees her cousin Elizabeth, who is older, past childbearing age, with child, and, you know, says, my child leapt in my womb when, you know, you came here. You know, basically acknowledging that the child in Mary's womb is the divine. So she's with um, Elizabeth for some time, comes back pregnant. Joseph finds out. Joseph decides he's going to, you know, divorce her quietly. He doesn't want to embarrass her or cause her shame. But then he is visited by the angel Gabriel, who tells him, basically, Mary is telling the truth. You are to call him your son. You're going to raise him, yada, yada, yada. So he marries um, Mary and adopts this child and just says, you know, I'm going to call this child mine, which was such a big, bold decision at the time, because I mean, they live in the small little village of Nazareth. They all know, they all know that something is afoot and they probably have all heard, you know, the claim that Mary believes this to be the son of God, but they're probably thinking, you know, oh, she's a lying little hoe. She is, you know, stepping around and Joseph is an idiot. You know, well, uh, Caesar calls a census and everyone has to go back to their ancestral homeland. Joseph, being from the house of David, has to go back to the city of Bethlehem. You know, they get to Bethlehem. She's in labor. They can't find a room. They No one can give them shelter. One guy's like, hey, you can use my barn. So they go into a barn and that's where she gives birth. And she lays baby Jesus in a manger, a manger being the place where animals would eat from. You know, song, away in a manger, yada, yada, yada. So visited by three wise men. But I think my favorite part of the whole story, the birth part of the story, is when the angel visits the people in the shepherd, the, um, you know, shepherd people, the people in the shepherd, the people in the pasture who are shepherding sheep and goats and whatnot. And these people who are considered to be the lowest of the low in terms of, you know, status and, you know, class were the first ones to lay eyes on the newborn king. And then you had the wise men giving gifts, you know, gold, frankincense and myrrh. They traveled a very long way. Because they were following the star, they were paying attention to the prophecy and knew this was the star, this was the prophecy. They wanted to lay eyes on the kings themselves, gave them the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If I remember correctly, these represent, you know, birth, life, and death. So, beautiful story, right? That is the story. That's the bare bones of it all. Now, this 
movie took some creative license and they acknowledged this at the end with the little, you know, placard telling them, you know, we took creative license, but we kept to the story. They took a lot of creative license, which is fine. Sometimes when, if you're going to tell the story, you have to add a little human context. The Chosen does that. The Chosen very much sticks to the word of God, but adds in a little human context so that we can understand, giving them a little more personality than what the scriptures would give us. So we know Peter was a hothead. So we definitely get more of a Peter hothead in The Chosen. And and I expect that Mary probably wasn't too happy about being betrothed. I mean, as what woman would, even with tradition being what it is, I imagine she was a little upset about it. And, you know, Joseph being an honorable man of God, I imagine he, that he would be a little put off finding out that his betrothed, whom betrothal back then in that time was kind of like what we would call an engagement. So they were betrothed for a year and she had to remain pure for a year. So it was in that betrothal betrothal period that she became pregnant. So I, I imagine he was feeling some kind of way. And then, you know, probably the, um, the, you know, gossip surrounding them, you know, I'm, I'm imagine it was very hard for them living in Nazareth at the time, you know, she's with child. He's claiming this child is his own. They're going about their business. Like, yep, we're about to raise the son of God. And everyone's like, that family is disgraceful. So I imagine there were some issues. We get a little more context with Herod. I imagine this king who was very prideful, very much about himself, felt very threatened. We we know he felt very threatened by the um, the word about this new king and then finding out, oh, the king's going to be a baby. So, you know, the slaughter of innocence where they go into the city of Bethlehem and they slaughter all the baby boys ages two and under. We don't really get to that part. But... There, there's a bit of creative license that happens here in which they do change some elements of the story. From my understanding of the scriptures, again, I don't have the Bible right in front of me. Joseph doesn't find out about the baby until after she visits Elizabeth. But in this, you know, movie, she sees the angel and she finds out immediately, you know, she finds out and immediately tells her family, Joseph, Joseph's family. And that's when she's sent off and she's sent off to, to go with her sis, you know, to go see Elizabeth and then comes back and all things. Well, actually no. And she doesn't come back. Joseph decides, you know, Hey, I'm being an idiot. And he goes to retrieve Mary and then Mary and him get married while she's visiting her cousin, Elizabeth. So they take a lot of license and they deviate a lot from the scriptures for this movie. Now I'm not, you know, opposed to creative license. I'm not opposed to getting creative with the Bible. As long as you keep the, um, the 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 structure intact as long as you you know keep to the truth you know i think about the movie the young messiah which is based on a novel by ann rice talking about you know the years of jesus before you know he was 12 years old in the temple so that time when they were leaving egypt going back to nazareth we don't have a whole lot of information about that time so if you want to tell that story you're going to have to create something you're going to have to get creative but as long as you stay to the truth this felt something different. This felt a little different. And the more I think about it, I actually agree with someone who commented on my YouTube and said it was disrespectful. I think it is a little bit disrespectful when you try to take some creative license like this and you rearrange this elements of the story. And I understand you're keeping to this whole, you know, Jesus was born, you know, Mary got pregnant. She accepted that part was also missing from the story. That's crucial. That is such a crucial part of the story is that when the angel went to visit Mary, Mary said, 
let it be done to me as you have said. I am the Lord's servant. That is such a crucial part. And yet that part is completely missing. The angel is presented as a bumbling idiot portrayed by Lecrae. And, you know, he's, you know, you know, drops down into her bedroom while she's sleeping and he's practicing what he's going to say before he gets all, you know, holier than thou. Like it's such an idiotic moment and it's, it's not what it should be. For all we know, from what we understand, the angel never visited Mary at night. She was wide awake in the day, kind of off to her own when the angel visited Mary the first time. It's... So the the changing around of the story, leaving out crucial elements that are very important, I I think can be a big disservice because, I mean, uh, here's the thing with adaptations. You have to be very careful. I don't care what it is. When you change around the story too much, people get very frustrated. For me, it was frustrating because I'm watching and I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. It was a distraction. The changes were a distraction for me. But even more than that, there were some things they did that really just did not sit well with me. I don't like the way Joseph, played by, you know, our Disney Channel alum, the way he was portrayed. And this seemed to be a very Hollywood thing to do. And I've talked about this before in the past. The way I know I talked about this with, you know, talking about Rachel Zegler and Snow White. I talked about this a bit with Elemental. The way Hollywood seems to want to portray women as being the strong ones and men to be weak, you know, stripping men of their masculinity and portraying them as these bumbling idiots. Joseph is very much portrayed as a bumbling, clumsy idiot and not a strong man of God who claims Mary as his own and says, I want to marry her. Um, He's definitely, you know, someone who's still under the control of his parents, it seems. And his parents are the ones who are spearheading this effort for them to come together. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is not what we understand to be true about, you know, uh, the Jewish customs of that time surrounding marriage and betrothal and all that. So, I mean, I understand, again, taking creative license, but when it comes to the Bible, you need to be as true and to the scriptures as possible. You have to. Number one, you're going to have people coming into this who have never heard the nativity story before. I know it's crazy, right? How can you be in this world and have never heard? You're going to have people who've never heard the story. Now, they probably have heard, you know, oh, Jesus was born and he was born in a manger, but they don't know the story. You're going to have people who've never heard the story coming into this thinking it's accurate. And then when they get to the end, they say, oh, we took some creative license. And then they're left confused wondering, okay, well, well, what's true and what's not? It's frustrating. And then you have people like me who know the story and I'm distracted by all the changes and differences. Now, I understand, you know, filling in some gaps, adding in context. That makes sense. I am on board with that. Honestly, watching The Chosen, I've only seen the first season, helped me to understand the Bible in a different way. It added some a little bit of humanity to it that I didn't have before. Because again, there's so much context in terms of personality and even culture that's missing from the scriptures that you kind of have to dig on your own. But it's really hard to kind of dig into the weeds of a culture that's so different and so ancient. So The Chosen has really helped to fill in some of those gaps for me. This doesn't fill in any of the gaps. This creates new gaps. Now, how was the movie overall? I mean, aside from all of that, I think, okay, I'm going to be real here. I was ready to walk out the first 10 minutes. I was ready to walk out and just be done with it. I thought it was stupid. It was dumb. It was very much the kind of slapstick comedy that you can only find in a family film it was just very exaggerated kind of dumb um antonio banderas is also in this movie and i I was a little confused um I, i i've known this man as an actor for a very long time and this is not him at all as an actor i've seen him do a lot better but i'm sure this was a very fun project for him so i'm not gonna like clown on him too much even though he kind of deserves it. Joel Smallbone in this role, I mean, he's a great singer, again, for for King and Country. Great singer, but he's a terrible dancer. He doesn't have to dance. I don't know why they made that man dance. He can't dance, bless his heart. But they kept it very simple because he's um, a politician of sorts, a military man, the son of a king in this movie. So his dancing was very, you know, in that style of military, very uniform. So the acting is just okay. In the very beginning, I was not feeling it at all. Towards the middle, it got a lot better. The singing is great. The music is beautiful. Uh, There are definitely songs on this I'll be bumping in my car for quite some time. But the dancing didn't do much for me. The acting was just okay. I felt like I was watching a high school production. Somebody actually commented on my TikTok. They're like, high school musical? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe this movie. This is the Jesus version of high school musical this yeah this is it this is the christian high school musical that's what it felt like it felt like a christian high school production um the set felt very artificial the costuming was just so it felt less you know it felt less um turn of the century uh nazareth turn of the century judea and more you know mary queen of scots in that television show rain Does that make sense? 
it, it didn't feel quite authentic. It felt very fake. It felt like they they picked up they picked up costumes that were available to them instead of create, creating something authentic here. I've seen several movies about the Nativity Story. I've seen it on television shows. Probably one of my favorites is definitely the Nativity Story. It stars Oscar Isaacs, and it's from the lady who directed um, Twilight, the first one. Catherine Hardwick, I think is her name. And then the young lady who was nominated for an Oscar, Kiera something, something, something. Can't remember her name. That's probably one of my favorite movies about the nativity story. So it's, you know, this is not something that's new to me in terms of what I've seen on television. I've seen this done before and I've seen it done better. For a directorial debut, for him having never done anything like this before, I can see the potential. I don't think this was quite a hit for me. I don't know. I mean, again, I was ready to walk out the first 10 minutes, but, you know, I stuck through it. And then by the end, I was having a good time. I was enjoying it. The music is great. There were just some issues that I had. This is definitely probably a movie I will play in the background once it's available on Pure Flix. This was a firm film. So I imagine this is going to make its way to Pure Flix eventually. So definitely um, going to, you know have it playing in the background kind of deal. I'll definitely be playing the music, but the movie is just okay. I just thought the changes that were made were just a little disrespectful. They were not productive and I think they can be harmful. Again, it's this isn't about, you know, filling in the gaps or adding context. This is rearranging the story for cinematic purposes. Do that with a crappy little novel you find in the YA section. Don't do that with the Bible. All right, parental units, this is the part of the podcast where I answer your most burning question. Is this movie appropriate for my child? I think it goes without saying, given the context here, that obviously, yeah, this is appropriate for your kid. This movie, last I checked, was PG. Yeah, so it's PG. It's, you know, it's a holiday movie. It's a musical. It's about Jesus. There's nothing inappropriate in this movie. There's no inappropriate language. There's a little bit of violence, so to speak. I mean, the illusion of violence or, you know, they're alluding to it kind of deal, but nothing that I think they haven't seen or read if your child is a Christian. So given what I said about the, you know, rearranging of the story, forget all that. I mean, yes, remember all that, but for right now, forget all that. In terms of, you know, appropriateness or what am I trying to say? If I were to recommend this movie to anyone, I would recommend this to if you have a small group and you are leading youth, I would say 13 and older. You could probably even do middle school. So definitely if you have a small group. So yeah, we'll just say that middle school and high school. If you have a youth group, I highly recommend taking your kids, your youth to see this movie with parental permission, of course, and going out to eat or lunch after and having a conversation. But Savannah, didn't you say this doesn't follow by? I know what I said. And I think that's exactly why you need to go see it. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for you to figure out where what your kids know in terms of the Bible, where they're at. That way you know what to do as their leader in terms of teaching them. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for to teach your kids how to read the Bible for themselves, that they can't always trust what someone else has to say. They have to know the word for themselves. So I think there is definitely an opportunity to teach your kids. 
using this movie. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to stand on that. I highly recommend if you are a youth small group leader of some kind, get your youth together, go out to see this, I'd say maybe for like a two o'clock and then go out to eat afterwards and have a whole small group discussion while you're eating and talking about what they liked about the movie, what they didn't like. And then, you know, bring a Bible with you so that y'all can talk about what the Bible actually says about the story, um, the changes that were made and ask them how they feel about the changes. I think this is an opportunity for discussion. So Highly recommend taking it. And if you do do that, let me know how it goes. I would love to hear how it goes. You know, I have a youth ministry background. I don't lead a group anymore. My girls are all grown. They still call my phone. One of them just found out she's having a boy. She's expecting a baby. I'm so happy for her. So, and then one of my girls is in a relationship and I'm just not okay with that. Like my girls growing up is just not, it's not, it's disrespectful. It's awful. Then I have another one. She's um, just celebrated her one year wedding anniversary and they're expecting a baby girl. Like for what? Why are y'all growing? Y'all were 16 yesterday. It's weird watching the kids that you, you know, spiritually raised in a sense growing up. And now I'm getting all emotional and off topic. But yeah, that, those are my recommendations. Highly recommend if you are a youth small group leader, take your youth to see it, take it and take them to see it in the afternoon, go out to eat afterwards, have a discussion. And let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie. So that was Journey to Bethlehem, the directorial debut from Adam, Adam Anders. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a mixed bag. I know I had a lot of negative to say about it, but I'm not even sure if I liked it or if I didn't. I don't like the way they rearranged the story. I don't like the way Joseph was portrayed, Um, but I like the music. I just didn't like the dancing. I guess there's more I disliked than actually liked, but hey, go see for yourself and let me know what you think. Can't wait to hear from you. So what's coming up? Same thing I've been talking about that's coming up. So I have the Hunger Games prequel on Thursday. Golly, I still need to finish the book. I can do it. Uh, Wish I am seeing on Saturday. I guess this is one of the perks. I never really look into what my actual perks are with AMC A-List besides being able to reserve movie tickets. And then the normal stuff I had before I got A-List and when I just had Premiere, which was, you know, free upgrades and no convenience fee when ordering tickets online. So stuff like that. But I guess one of the perks is you often get early access screenings so that's what i have with wish i have an early access screening um on saturday because the movie comes out next wednesday that's how i actually got to see the holdovers early it was an early access screening what else did i get to see early i think um gran turismo i got to see early so that was cool so yeah i have early access screening for wish on saturday and then next tuesday i am seeing both saltburn and napoleon And then next Thursday is Thanksgiving, so nothing there. And then the Monday after that is another AMC screen unseen. I'm just waiting for tickets to go on sale. And then I'll see that, and that'll be fun. Because I have no idea what I'll get to see first week of December. I have no interest in seeing the Beyonce movie. I didn't even see the Taylor movie. So, ugh. We, We shall see. I haven't quite figured out my December to be watched yet also because the strike is over i'm waiting for sag to post the tentative agreement so that i can read over that and then we'll break that down together and that'll be fine but other than that 
Let me know what you thought of Journey to Bethlehem if you go see it. I, I just want to hear your thoughts because, again, I'm a bit of a mixed bag. So if you see it, let me know. You guys are wonderful. Love you much. And I hope you have an amazing week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.